Welcome to the KML Mess Podcast. Can't everybody stop for 10 minutes? I mean, it's not that much to ask. It's so goddamn rude. What the fuck do they think they're doing? Playoffs? What talk about? Playoffs? You kidding me? That is a disgusting act by Randy Moss. They are who we thought they were. But we let them off the hook. Hello? You play to win the game. And now, your 2016 champion, soon to be two-time champion, and host, Maine. Yes, 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 yes. Welcome once again to the KML Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Maine. I'm here. Gonna drop you a quick one. We're still in the preseason, but we're getting closer to draft time. And I thought it was important to run through a couple things. Uh, today, the two things I want to talk about is, first thing is the rule changes that were recently passed through by the KML members, and then second, some of the specifics around the draft and, and uh, you know, how that's all going to run. Rule changes. So, I mean, the first thing I want to get into is the rule changes, and I think everybody saw the survey monkey that went out. We had everybody respond, which is great. I appreciate everybody's responses, especially it being quick. That would that worked really well. Uh these questions were basically the culmination of some roundtables that we had together, some stuff that we've been kicking around, what we'd heard through the grapevine. We tried to capture everything, and, and I had a question at the end of the survey that uh, you know, tried to make sure that if anybody had some other concern that they wanted to vote it on, that we were going to get to that. But it seems like everybody was good with what we had out there. So running through these real quick on uh, question one. This was one of the big changes that we had talked about last year, and uh, I think we finally got it passed this year. Moving down to half-point PPR from the full-point PPR. Uh, last year, it just seemed like the, the full point was a lot. I know it was the first year we did PPR, so there's obviously some adjustment period that's going to go on there, but uh, I don't know. The, first, the, the full point was just a lot, and I think we can all agree on that, or at least th- nine of us can agree. The other three who wanted to keep it full-point PPR uh, apparently liked it being that way but it was just too much I mean uh, a little too much too much emphasis on on receivers uh, already with platoons and everything it seems like running backs are starting to take a back seat uh, to the passing game so I'm happy to see this get knocked down a little bit hopefully try to increase some parity between the two positions so uh, that question one passed uh, nine votes to three so the KML is moving down to half point PPR this year and I think that's going to be the sweet spot I think everybody will be happy with that uh, question two, should we remove the DST position? Now, this was kind of interesting to me because we had some people say that they want to remove defense and kicker and add a flex. And the next three questions really kind of are surrounded that. Uh, I was not in favor. I like having the defense. I like having having kind of that scramble from week to week of of having to find a defense or play matchups or or even with the kicker, same type of deal, you know, finding a kicker on your bye week. I think it adds a nice little wrinkle. Uh, you know, it forces you to have a little bit more roster management than you'd have otherwise. So, uh, you know, question two, wanted to see if we want to remove the, the defense. Uh, final vote was four yes, eight no, so that was overturned. We keep the defense position, and similarly, uh, should we remove the kicker position? That was five yes, seven no, so that, again, kept the kicker position as well. And so I think we, we I was happy we kept those two because, um, I don't know, I just, I, I'd like, I like the wrinkle. I like the wrinkle of it. Um, we already actually updated the kicker position too, so, uh, you know, shout out to Modo. He hates quicker kickers getting negative points when they miss kicks, so the, last year we pushed through that any kick over, I think it's 40 yards, isn't, or no, it's 50 yards. Any kick over 50 yards that's missed doesn't give you negative points, which uh, I agree with. I think that's nice. If you're going to try from 50, then you shouldn't be penalized for that. So, uh, question number four. Basically, if we remove the defense and or the kicker, 
Should we add an extra flex position? That was actually a, a standoff. I mean, it really was kind of void since question two and three uh, didn't pass. But uh, we still got six to six votes on that. But um, it was interesting. It was interesting if people want an extra flex. I could see that going through in the future. Get a little bit more scoring, a little bit more offense in there. But uh, for this year, we're keeping the defense. We're keeping the kicker in no extra flex position. So we're keeping it standard as it's been since the inception of the league. All right, moving on to question five. Should we be able to include fab money in trades? Now this, I want to talk about this for a second because this is interesting. I, we got this idea, I think it was from CBS. You'd have to ask the commissioner on it, but I believe we saw it in the, either sleep, CBS or Sleeper Bot or somebody had it as a setting that you could trade fab dollars. And you can't do it in ESPN per se. We can track it. We can manually update uh, the different balances, which I think has worked out great. But I think this is going to be an interesting wrinkle. It passed. It passed yes, seven, no, five. So this this is getting in there now. And and I think the really big wrinkle about fab money is nobody's going to know exactly how to value it. Like, I can't tell you. And I, th I think the value of fab money is going to change a lot, too, depending on what's coming up next week, who's getting hurt, what handcuffs are available, that kind of stuff. I can see... You know, one week, you know, say week three, if there's no, you know, there's no uh, free agents out there, fab money might, might not be as worth as much as, you know, week six when your starting running back goes down and you know there's somebody out there that's going to be, you know, carrying the load. Uh, it's going to be really interesting. So anyway, to get into this for just a little bit more, the fab money is interesting because we're trying to make sure that nobody fucks with it. Because you know if they're... If they're <laughs> Just like fantasy baseball, we don't want to bring that up again, but you know if there's a way for it to be abused, it'll be abused. And so what we've done is we've talked through it, and I think the way to do this, and, and I think it's the way we're going to try it, is uh, any trade that you do that involves fab money needs to be reported to the commissioner. It can't just be like putting the chirp. It's got to be an email to the commissioner or somebody that basically says, you know, so-and-so so -and -so have traded, here's the players. Obviously, that will go through immediately just like it always does, but there's additional fab money. We need to be notified. Commissioner needs to be notified by midnight because if he's notified by midnight, that gives him a chance to update the balances for the next morning, and that shouldn't fuck with high noon because we are trying to avoid the situation where somebody is going into high noon, they screwed up, they want to try to jump in last minute, they're trying to make a trade at like 11, 11.30, the trade goes through for some additional fab, and then there's no time for the commissioner or somebody to jump in and update the budget so they can bid up and above what they might have left on their fab budget. So by kind of locking it in as you have to have it in by midnight the previous day, everybody will see what's gone through and gives everybody a little bit more time to kind of plan their bids moving into high noon on the on the next day there. So... I think that will be good. I think that will work out well because I mean, there's a lot of variables. Not only do we have to update the budgets, but if you're putting in a bid and against somebody and you see that you know team, uh, team X has gone through and you think they might be bidding the same player you want to when they made a trade last night for some additional fab, uh, you know, you, you might want to, you'd want to know that to adjust your budget. And likewise, if you think somebody else might, might, go, might go make a trade, you need to also jump in and you know, try to try to get in before midnight as well. And we'll try to be good at, you know, reporting it as soon as we can. I mean, basically, if a trade goes through and involves fab money and you're trying to get in before midnight, blast it in the chirp, put it on an email, even if it's an email to the entire league. Well, actually, that would be preferable. Throw an email to the entire league. 
I think you should have everybody should have a mailing list in their inbox. Send an email to the entire league that verifies that the trade went through and this is the fab money that was involved, and that will allow everybody to be up to speed on what what's going on because you might have to jump in and make another trade late or something like that. So, I think it will work out well. We'll give it a shot this year. Um, you know, obviously if it doesn't work, we can take it out next year. But I think it'll be a nice little wrinkle. Um, I know I'll probably get a lot of PMs from from the big guy in the corner. Um, you know, wanting to involve some fab money and some trades, but I think I think it will work out well, and I think that's the the best way to do it. I will say this: if anybody has any ideas or any concerns about it, please be sure to bring them up so we can try to get those ha- rules hammered out. But uh, I think that's what we've got for rules now. If you can think of another way that we need to kind of, you know, CYA on this, uh, be sure to bring it up because it would be it'd be nice to know. I think it'll be a nice wrinkle. I think it'll be fun, and I really hope it works out well uh, for for the league. All right, moving on. Question six. When should the trade line deadline be? I believe this is something that we've changed almost every year. And, uh, you know, for this year, I want to see if anybody wanted to change it. Uh, the options for voting were keep it as is at week 10, uh, move it to the end of the regular season, or other. Basically, you know, do you want it to see still a trade li- deadline other than week 10 or the end of the season? And, and uh, you know, should we try to find a different date? But anyway, final votes were four for week 10, seven for the end of the regular season. So seven people wanted to move it to the end of the regular season. That basically passes easily. Um Again, I think I think regular season feels right. I could see it being a couple weeks earlier, but ten felt a little early for it to for it to be you know going through. And I think end of regular season. Um, well, I don't know. You know what? Now that I think about it, end of regular season is good because it allows you to make moves going into playoffs. But I can also see like week ten, week eleven, if somebody still had a chance to kind of get out of the basement or make a late playoff run, they might be a little bit more incentivized to make a trade before the deadline. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to think about that. You could talk me into maybe going back to week 10 or week 11 or something like that, where, uh, you know, to, to give a little bit more urgency. I will say, having it week 10 last year, I don't remember anybody coming in and trying to make like a deadline deal at the end. There was a lot of talk, but I don't think anything actually went through for any of the, the teams that were, you know, close to playoffs. I feel like everybody kind of felt pretty good about it. Nobody really swung for the fences heading into into that week 10 deadline so maybe it's not a big a deal as it, as it is and and uh, regular season just kind of works out so we're gonna leave it at uh we're gonna move it i mean to the end of the regular season so we'll see what happens on that one but again that's another one i can see coming back around next year depending on how how it goes and if anybody abuses it i will say this is great news for jared because it allows him a chance to break and surpass his his you know, trade record that he set last year gives him an extra three weeks before he's eliminated from playoffs or doesn't even make playoffs to, uh, you know, push more trades through. So I'm, I know he's happy about that. Uh, all right, questions, question seven. Should we reduce the bench size by one spot? I thought this was a good idea, actually. I kind of kind of interested on it. I thought it was kind of interesting because, uh, you know, one less bench spot. We always talk, also talked about doing, like, an IR spot, but the IR spot really doesn't, like, accomplish much. You know, it really doesn't do anything. I, I like the, I like the idea of forcing more active management than less, and having like a bigger bench. Uh, you know, can it basically basically makes it easier to stash players. There's less people coming up at high noon, worth a shit. Uh, so I was kind of interested. I forget what I voted for. Quite honestly, I don't know if I voted yes or no uh, to to reduce the bench size by one spot. But either way, uh, no got six votes. That means it stays as is. You need seven votes to to get something pushed through. Uh, so we're keeping the bench size. Uh, I think it's at seven. Yeah, I think we go nine starters, seven seven bench. So, but I can see that coming up again. I kind of like the idea of, of reducing it one. So maybe we'll do that next year. Who knows? We'll see what happens. All right, moving on. to Question eight: Would you be okay if we increase dues in 2020 by 50 bucks 
to $300 per person. Now, I'm interested in this one because we've been talking about increasing dues for a while. We've had it at $250 for like three or four years now. It's a good round number. It, it makes payouts easy, but I will say I think everybody we can we could look at this because I would like to update just a little bit moving forward. I think we're all making money now. Everybody's a little bit more financially secure than they were, you know, three, four, or five years ago when we started the league. So I, I'd like to start bumping this up a little bit. I don't know what the right number is per se. Uh, I want to, I don't want to obviously price anybody out of the league, but I also want it to be enough that, you know, it's a, it's a big deal. I want it to be, I want it to be a big deal when you're in the playoff hunt and, and when you're getting first, second or third, I want it to be a, something you're really paying attention to. And it's not just like, ah, whatever, you know, and plus you think about all the time, I guess the way I always think of it. I'm, I think about all the time and all the effort and all the hours you put into it, all the talking, all the, all the trades you look into, well, some of us, and, and all the research you do. I mean, if you break it down on like an hourly basis, this is like the cheapest entertainment you can possibly have. So I'd like to see that uh, increased at some point. Uh, the vote was inconclusive. We had six say yes. We had five say no. And then we had nobody. One person said nothing. They just didn't even fill out the spot. Uh, but either way, I mean, we, we, we might have gotten seven on the yes. Uh, but it was close enough. I don't want to push it into anybody, so we'll probably roundtable it at some point, see if people want to do it and moving into 2020, what, what everybody's comfortable with, and, and go from there. But I do think at some point we need to start bumping this up at least some, just a little bit, to kind of keep pace with inflation and, and you know everything else, with, with hopefully everybody doing a little bit better than they were doing four or five years ago. All right, last question was question nine. Teams are locked when your season is over. I understand. Actually, that wasn't the last question. That was just kind of making sure everybody knows, because I swear to God, this happens every fucking year where somebody isn't in playoffs and still is in the consolation bracket, and I wish there was a way to delete the consolation bracket, but there isn't, um, and still is making moves. And, like, it's it's fine. I, I totally understand that, like, you see games up and you want to play, but, it, we're, you know, we're trying to make this, I know it's fantasy, but we're trying to make it realistic that making playoffs means something. Like, playing in week 14, 15, 16, that, that's not something that everybody gets to do. So you have to earn the right to play in week 14. And so if you you had a shitty year and you didn't get it, get it done, your season ends at 13 and you guys sit and watch. And hopefully that provides some incentive to actually try to make playoffs rather than being like, ah, oh, well, you know, I'll just make Constellation Bracket and still watch for three weeks. Like, fuck Constellation Bracket. It's fucking stupid. This isn't, you know, a participation trophy. Everybody gets it. Like, uh, you know, what was it James Harrison slapped it out of his kid's hand or something? Like, you know, that, that's bullshit. You got to earn playoffs. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's an earned right. It's not a privilege. So go fuck yourself if anybody makes a move. After uh, you've been eliminated, that's some participation trophy type bullshit. Hated. So, anyway, last question. Question 10. Anything we missed? And I just want to run through these responses. I, I won't say who said what, but, uh, you know, some of the responses we got were, no, love this league, though. I appreciate the positivity. That's That was a great comment. Uh, second comment was poop. Uh, constructive and, and creative, and I appreciated it, for sure. Uh, I'm not sure if it helped. I don't know how we miss poop, but... Uh, there it is. Uh, third comment was, thanks for doing this. That was just, you know, that's just good positivity. I'll tell you what, there's one thing that KML is all about. It's positivity. We do, we are, are supportive of each other. We make each other feel better, especially when we're down. It's a safe place. KML, there's no leaks. You can definitely say anything you want. It's like it's like almost like being like in a, a you know, psychiatrist's office. And everything, everything in there is just vaulted. It's great. You know, bring, bring, your, bring us your troubles. We'll talk you through it and, and give you the support you need to get through those dark times. But, uh, you know, like, second marriages. No, the second marriage isn't the dark time. The, the time period between marriages, and sometimes the end of the first marriage, is the dark time. Not that I would know anything about that. Uh, what was that? Fourth comment is, eat shit, Maine. 
That was Rob Luck. He could eat shit too. I fucking hate his guts. Uh, nothing. No. Appreciate that. Those are those are mean we didn't miss anything. That's good. Uh, this was a very interesting comment. Didn't really understand it from a Vitali. Uh, last. Qu- I'm gonna quote this now. Quote. Last place equal sign. No consequences. Acknowledgement. Now we had a debate about what that actually meant. Does it means that we've missed that last place need to have consequences? Does that mean that he thinks that last place should not have any consequences? Does he think that we need to acknowledge that there's no consequences for last place or something? I don't, it's very confusing. I think it's a language barrier thing. Uh, but anyway, since he's the foreigner in the league and nobody likes him, we, we decide just to ignore that like, like he's an immigrant. I don't even, I, is he legal? I'm not sure if he has a green card. I hope, uh, what's her name? Gloria? Regina? No, wait, I'll get it. Rosa? No, not Rosa. Um, I'm not going to get it. Shit. Grace? No. I think it's Gloria. No, that doesn't feel right. Whatever. His new fiancé, or soon-to-be fiancé, uh, maybe she's got the green card. Maybe he'll he'll be able to uh, green card it here and stay. Maybe he'll lose the accent after being here for fucking 12 years. I don't, how, what kind of motherfucker? <laughs> okay, tangent. I don't understand how somebody can live in America since they're like, well, my not will correct me because he knows, but like, when did Vitaly get here? Oh my god, breaking news. Uh, Vitaly got here in like, I think he got here like in 6th grade? 5th grade? Something like that? Like what, 12 years old? I don't even know what you are in 5th grade. 11, 10 years old? It was called 10 years old. Say Vitaly got here in ten, when he was 10 years old, still has a thick-ass accent. Like, you kidding me? You've been here two-thirds of your fucking life. Over two-thirds of your life, and you still have an accent like you just stepped off the boat. Like, give me a break. I think he does it for show. He probably does it to pick up girls. Uh, if you got to be on Tinder, I guess that's, you know, use everything at your disposal. All right. Anyway, uh, would love a theme for the draft. Scott Thelman, I'd totally appreciate that. We should always have a theme for the draft. Uh, it's a good lead-in, too, um, to the next segment here. But no theme this year per se. However, I will say Jared Limbach has gone above and beyond to be a great host. Definitely going to surpass the host last year. Uh, you know, meet as the host just wasn't. I mean, it was fine. It was good, but we had some difficulties on the back porch. Uh, so I, I appreciate Jared trying to rectify those those shortcomings and being a gracious host. He's, he's kind of let me in on the inside track on a couple things that he's planning and, and what he's got going on. I think it'll be a great spot for it. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a great draft this year. Uh, and the last one was just a picture of a penis in text. I know that has a name. I forget what the, the name of the of that when you have like the... Uh, text to picture or whatever it's called but um it's just a penis it was a circumcised penis and a shaven too there's no no hair on it anywhere it's a very clean very shorn penis but that wraps up uh the survey monkey results so that's what we got going on moving forward into the league this year now the next segment i want to talk about is the draft as we know the draft is going to be the 24th of august so what do we got here that today is the 15th so we're nine days away so Saturday the 24th, starting early, 9 a.m., kind of calling it the Bloody Mary draft, although I don't think that, it was probably more the Natter Day draft is uh, what we should call it. But uh, doing it in the morning this year, trying to get it out of the way to allow some time later in the day for golf. I feel like in years past when we've started at late, especially the year we did it at uh, Ale, it seemed like everybody was a little burnt out from golf and drinking all day. So I think this will be better to kind of bang it out in the morning, especially it works better for me uh, in Maine selfishly. But... I also think it'll be better for the league to try to do it in the morning because people will be fresh, 
Uh, you won't be hammered. You won't be sunburnt. It, sh- it should be a good time to to focus on getting the draft done and getting a team team done, and then also allow for some some trading later in the day if you wanted to keep on uh, keep the party going on that side. So it's over at Jared's house. I forget the exact address. It's on Copper Saddle, uh, out east of Oleo. Put it in your ways. Whatever you'll find it. Can't miss it. Fucking McMansion out there. Um, but it should be a good host. He's got a, he's got a great basement for it. Uh, the other wrinkle is we're doing it online this year. Uh, we've got Vitaly in Hawaii and me in Maine, so we've got people on different sides of the world. And, and with two people, uh, Commissioner was worried about having uh, you know two people Skype in. Like having one person Skype in sucks, uh, but it still works because you can always just kind of like verify bids. Like you know, like last year, like hey Vitaly, do you want whatever a girly for sixty bucks? And he'd say nope, and they, okay, he's out type thing. But when you have two people, like we saw it could be kind of a mess and with the delay and everything, um, decided to move it online and just do the ESPN app this year. I will say Commissioner tested it with me and Joel and Bill the other night. Actually, I don't think Joel made it because he's a bitch, but I tested it and we tried it on three different systems. I think Commissioner was computer, Bill was on his phone, and I was on an iPad. Uh, I would highly, highly, highly recommend bringing a laptop to draft if you need one. Uh, be sure to reach out in the chirp or something or email. People will be able to, you know, get you a laptop to use. You can do it on your iPad. However, it's like a little funky. You can only bid up by one dollar at a time, which kind of sucks, especially when you're nominating. Uh, you can't like say like girly for you know sixty bucks. You have to say girly one dollar, and then like it goes from there. So you have to rely on other people to to bid it up. Um, but on a laptop, I think you have more options in terms of uh, tracking rosters and then also. Um, entering bids and whatnot. I will say one thing that sucks, doing it online. Uh, oh, and finally, don't use your phone. Your phone's got awful. That just sounded terrible. Bill said it was like borderline borderline unusable. Um, but back to the draft. One thing I will say I'm going to miss by doing it not on lo- offline is we always have that nice board where it kind of shows you who has what, and who's taken who, and how people's rosters are filling out, which is really handy to kind of see you know who's already got a QB, who's already got two running backs, that kind of thing. And this year, I don't think there's a good way to show, especially online, uh, everything on one board unless commissioner has an idea. So you have to do like a drop-down menu on the right to see everybody's team, which which kind of sucks to go through 12 teams or 11 other teams to see you know, who's taking RBs, who's taking wide receivers, kickers, defense, that kind of stuff. So we're going to miss out on that, but uh, I will say it will move along fast. You know, having the timer on it, we can pause at any moment if we need to, uh, but having the timer on it should move things along. So I think we'll get through it relatively fast this year. Uh, It should be pretty good on that side, but um, it'll be different. It'll be different, but I think it'll be just fine. I think it will work out for everybody, and, and we'll get everything done, and we'll get into the season. I mean, we're... God, we're middle of August. We're only a couple weeks away from football. Three weeks, is it? Two weeks? Whatever. But uh, the important date is nine days from today, Saturday the 23rd, 4th, 24th. Saturday the 24th, uh, KML Draft. Be ready. Do your prep. And uh, we're going to have a good year. We're going to have a great year. I think this is going to be a good year for everybody. And it should be kind of fun. I'm excited about the new rule changes to see how the wrinkles work. And uh, obviously the draft host. Draft host is going to be great. So I think that's about it. I can't think of anything else to talk about. I'll have more once we get into draft. I'm heading out for vacation in a couple days, so I'm probably not going to do another podcast till I return, and that'll be after draft. We'll have to go through. We'll do a draft recap, kind of run down some teams. That'll probably be a, a mega a mega podcast there because uh, I want to run down through some teams, talk about some bids, 
uh, roast some people, kind of, you know, an overall draft recap of, of where we're at and see how everything's going and, and uh, you know, kind of like a pre-week one last pack, last a, wow, a pre-week one last podcast before we get into actual games, we get into actual football. So, all right, I think that's it. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. Really appreciate it. If you have any suggestions, be sure to hit our email, kmlmesspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, we're always checking the inbox, looking for some feedback. And as we get in the season, we'll probably have some calling guests, figure out the technology on that side. And uh, looking forward to a great year. So, yeah, I think we've uh, run through everything. So I'll wrap it up. Uh, this is your host, Maine. Again, thanks for tuning in. And until next week, everybody, be safe out there. Great cash, homie.